0: From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink On Air. A growing number of people who need knee replacements are going home the same day they have their surgery. Here to talk about this trend is Dr. Timothy Damron. He's vice chairman for orthopedic surgery at Upstate, and he has patients who opt for outpatient total joint replacement. Thank you for taking time to do this interview.
1: It's my pleasure, Amber.
0: So it's interesting to me that a person could come in and have a joint replaced and go home that afternoon or evening because I thought joint replacements were these major operations.
1: Well, they are major operations, but when I started in training, we actually admitted the patients the night before and kept them in the hospital about a week or so. So things have changed drastically over the time that I have been in practice. And we've seen them go to, you know, admitting the day of surgery and then going home several days afterwards, limiting their weight bearing for a period of six weeks to the current practice, which is sort of standard. And that is that they come in, get their operation and usually go home in two to three days. Uh, That's the current practice. But the trend continues to go to shorter and shorter hospitalizations. And now with this leap to outpatient surgery. And the reason is that over this course of time, what we found is that patients that spend longer periods in the hospital actually have increased complications. So the shorter time that they spend in the hospital, the better the outcome.
0: So more time in the hospital equals more, like what kinds of complications?
1: Infections. Okay. Readmissions after discharge, that sort of thing. Hospitals are not the best place to spend a long period of time. So you should try to get out of the hospital as soon as you can after surgery. And again, with the outpatient program, uh, spending just the day of surgery is the optimal situation.
0: So is that kind of the reason that um, total joint replacement patients in general are spending less time in the hospitals? Does it all have to do with the complications or are well, that, there other advances?
1: That's part of it. The other part of it is that increasingly with the baby boomer population we're operating on younger patients and these younger patients are increasingly active and they want to do more and they want to recover more quickly and they want to be out of the hospital and back to their normal activities more quickly and so there's been a push from that side as well and then the third Prong of this component of this uh, perspective is that the government just recently approved this procedure as an outpatient procedure, so it, they took it off their list of uh, procedures that can't be performed as outpatient procedures. So those three things have kind of combined at this point in time to uh, make it optimal to try to do more outpatient total joints.
0: And at this point, we're just talking about knees. But there's other joint replacements that may be down the road.
1: That's correct. Uh, In the past, partial knee replacements have been done as an outpatient. And that is pretty easy to do because patients with partial knee replacements recover pretty quickly. They have less pain. So that's a natural. Total hips and total knees hadn't been approved for outpatient uh, discharge. Currently, with the approval by um, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services for just total knees, that's going to be the new thing. But total hips shouldn't fall that far behind. Uh, Total hips are actually, in my opinion, easier to recover from than total knees. So I, I wouldn't imagine that it would be too far behind.
0: So are these operations um, being done just in hospitals, or, or one-day surgery centers are now able to do this? Or
1: That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. So there's different situations, um, different uh, settings that these can be done in. One is the hospital setting, and that's how we're starting. We're starting out in our uh, standard surgery center uh, at Community General Hospital, and we'll be doing the outpatient uh, knee replacements there, and then the patients will be discharged home the same day directly from the hospital. The nice thing about that situation is that there's the backup if they, at the end of the day, when we would normally discharge them home from their uh, what we call swift knee program and protocol. Uh, if they're not ready to go, if we still are having some issues with pain control or other medical issues, then they can simply be admitted to the hospital. No problems. There are um, other settings such as hospital-based ambulatory surgery centers that are physically accessed or accessible to the hospital where it's also similar to Uh, our situation where you can do the surgery in the setting of the surgery center uh, and then if there's the need for admission they can be directly admitted to the physically adjacent hospital and that's not a big problem. The difficulty comes when these are done in the ambulatory surgery center that is a freestanding physical structure and that is being done increasingly across the country Um, and it's attractive, but uh, it does bring up the problem that at the end of the day, if the patient is not ready to go home, what do you do with that patient? Uh, And some places have gone to incorporating a 23-hour care uh, option, but if they don't have approval to do that, then they have to be transferred to a hospital.
0: Twenty-three hours would be you leave twenty-three hours after you're You'd you get there, so you're overnight. not technically.
1: Yeah, but you would have to leave by noon.
0: Okay. So. Wow. Well, interesting. Um, well, I've got a lot more questions about this, but let me remind listeners that this is Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm your host Amber Smith, talking with orthopedic surgeon Dr. Timothy Damron about outpatient total knee replacement surgery, um, which is becoming an option in this community. So which patients might qualify for the one day? I I don't imagine all patients would be candidates for this. So which ones are the best candidates for one day?
1: That's correct. Not every patient that comes through the door is gonna qualify for this. We're starting out with a fairly stringent uh, requirements uh, in terms of health. Um, We want to have the healthiest patients start in this program. Uh, Patients also have to be motivated. They have to want to do this. Uh, We're not certainly not trying to force this on anyone. If they're not interested in doing this as an outpatient then you know we certainly have the option of admitting them and keeping them the day or two afterwards in the hospital in the usual program. Patients that have multiple medical problems that are poorly controlled such as cardiac disease, poorly controlled diabetes, morbid obesity, these sorts of problems. Uh, Sometimes they're not even candidates for surgery, but they're certainly not candidates for outpatient swift knee program.
0: So they may need more monitoring afterward.
1: Exactly, and they're certainly higher risk for complications.
0: Um, Is there an age cutoff or not necessarily?
1: That's an interesting point. Some people would say that there is an age cutoff, Um, there are other experts across the country that have done them at uh, quite advanced ages and had good success.
0: What about for the patient who lives alone? Is that part of the factor you have to consider what they're going home to if they live alone? Is that safe for them to do? um...
1: That's a very good point. Um, We like to have these patients have what we call a joint coach, which is a person at home that can help them. And Prior to the operation, go to the preparatory classes with them, uh, help them with the prehab, which is the preoperative um, rehabilitation and physical therapy, so that that person can uh, help get them through that early postoperative period. Uh, in addition, we hope to have nurse at, uh, navigators that will help to uh, contact the patients and uh, make sure that uh, they're not having any problems in the early post-operative period. But sending a patient home on their own without any backup or support is uh, not optimal.
0: What uh, You mentioned prehab. Are there differences in the preparation from the patient's point of view for outpatient versus inpatient? Is there something they do differently if they know they're going to come home versus they know they're going to stay in the hospital?
1: Well, we're certainly going to emphasize the preoperative physical therapy aspect of this more for our patients that are going through the swift knee program than we have in the past for the standard uh, total knees. Um, In the past, the emphasis has always been on having them do physical therapy at home initially for the first couple of weeks and having a physical therapist come into the home And then after that first couple of weeks, having the therapist uh, work with them as an outpatient, so they go to an outpatient physical therapy facility. Now the emphasis will be on having them work on those exercises beforehand, so they know the exercises, so hopefully they can work on those on their own afterwards.
0: Okay. What about um, in terms of the surgery itself? You as the surgeon, is there something you do differently um, when you know it's a patient who's going to be going home that day?
1: Actually, as a surgeon, we don't really do anything differently. There is a lot, though, that's done differently with anesthesia. So anesthesia has to fine-tune what they do so that the patient is recovering from the anesthetic in a short enough period of time that they can get up and get walking shortly after they hit the recovery room. Because as you can imagine, even if you have a patient that is done early in the morning, If it takes them several hours to recover from their spinal anesthetic or general anesthetic, and they're just waking up late in the afternoon, then they really don't have time to get up, get walking, be approved by physical therapy for discharge before they go home.
0: Good point. All right. Um, You mentioned that this um, has been approved Uh, by Medicaid and Medicare, Centers for Medicaid and Medicare, for what to be a one-day procedure. So there must be some studies that have been done to show whether the outcome is different, right?
1: There have been numerous studies, and that's the encouraging thing is that, you know, the initial gut feeling is, boy, you know, this is a push. Is this really safe for our patients? But increasingly, studies have come out showing that, indeed, it is safe for our patients, and in fact, the outcomes, you know, may be better for our healthy patients, certainly not for uh, those that have increased morbidity or more uh, increased comorbidities, but for our healthy patients, uh, they're recovering more quickly.
0: Interesting. Well, this is fascinating to consider. Um, while I have you here, let me ask you, for patients that, you know, have knees that they know at some point they're going to need a replacement of some sort, how do you coach them to determine What time in their life is right to go forward with the replacement surgery?
1: Well, I think every surgeon has their own little spiel that they go through with the patients. Um, But I always tell my patients, this is not cancer and this is not heart disease that needs immediate surgery. It's something that you should put off until you feel that you're ready to accept the risks, because there are still risks. And once you have failed conservative care and are ready to go through it, then come back, talk to me, and uh, we'll go through things at that time.
0: Because you want to do it before you're, you you do not want your health to decline to so that you're not really a good candidate, but right, I mean.
1: True, <laughs> so, but the vast majority of people don't get to that point.
0: Um, you mentioned that there are some risks. What, what are the risks and what is the recovery like? Um, what do you have to kind of consider before you say this time?
1: Well, one one thing I emphasize with my patients with respect to total knees as opposed to total hips are the two P's, pain and physical therapy. Because regardless of what we do, regardless of what anesthesia does, the best job that we can do, it's still going to cause pain. And so mentally, I think they have to be prepared to deal with the pain postoperatively. And that plays into the second P, and that's the physical therapy because if they can't accept the pain and try to work through the pain in physical therapy, it's going to be very difficult. Physical therapy is particularly important to get the range of motion because if the patients don't work through the pain, can't work with the therapist or work on their own to get their range of motion, then they're going to end up with a stiff knee and that's not a good outcome.
0: Yeah, that would be the whole reason that you wouldn't have wanted to do it anyway, but... Um, how long do people have to go through physical therapy? I mean, is this six weeks, eight weeks, several months before you get back to where you were before?
1: Well, increasingly, uh, as we talked about briefly before, we're doing less and less formal physical therapy. Uh, In the past, patients have gone to physical therapy for months at a time. Uh, Again, it started with the outpatient physical therapy, Uh, after the first two weeks, and then just basically continuing physical therapy until they were happy with the range of motion in their knee. Our typical goal now is to get at least 120 degrees of flexion. So that's from full extension, straightening of the knee, all the way past a right angle, and then up another 30 degrees. And then at that point in time, if they're happy, then uh, physical therapy is pretty much done. But uh, now we increasingly rely on the patients to do a lot of that work on their own. So there's going to be less emphasis on the physical therapist actually doing that work.
0: And the patients actually doing. Okay? Well, interesting. Um, thank you so much for talking about the Swift knee. My guest has been Dr. Timothy Damron, Vice Chairman for Orthopedic Surgery at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's Podcast and Talk show, Health Link on Air.